Three. Woo. All right, Janelle. Jobber Nation, Happy New Year. Welcome to this special episode of 2022 of the Jobber Tears Podcast Lounge. JTP Lounge is back in an effect, and we got a very special guest with us here to start off the new year because, you know, he's just yes, he's been, he's been busy. So we finally got a hold of him. So we're excited. But um, first things first, um, once again, thank you to everybody that's been supporting us in 2021 and now upcoming 2022. We have a lot of things we have going on. Um, first thing is um, Legends R- Royal Rumble weekend, celebrating 10 years of the Viewing Party. Shout out to Sir Wilkins, of course. The boys are going to be holding it down while I go and contain myself to see Bobby versus Brock. But um, but other than that, make sure you guys are RSVP um, and all of that jazz. Um, any opening things you guys want to say before we get started? The new year, any goals, wishes? Hot fire in this bitch. My yes, sir. Ski. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, ski. We lit. We, lit. we definitely lit. We definitely lit. I'm excited to be on here. I appreciate you guys they having me. Oh, thank, thank, you. thank you. No, yeah. thank no. you for coming <laughs> on. So without further ado, let our lovely young and wild and gifted uh, <laughs> our viewers who he is. But introduce yourself, Lo. Let the viewers and listeners know who you are. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let me let me give him a little rundown. <clears throat> you got the youngest goat, hot fire Myron Reed, you know, whatever you the young history maker, first ever two-time MLW world middleweight champion, you feel me? The first young goat to really you know, hold four belts, man. The code is doing it, man. The code is doing it. I'm on my, I'm on my, my down, my downfall right now. But man, we working, we working back to the top. I'm gonna have six belts this time. I'm gonna have six belts this time. Yeah, we finna have six this run. I'm feeling like MJ. Six God. <laughs> I'm feeling like MJ, man. Thank you. Myron, thank you for joining us this evening. We are super excited to have you as our first guest, our first episode of the new year. We're going to start things off right. Um, so tell us, how did wrestling get into your life? Like, how did you just stumble upon, like, has wrestling always been a love of yours? What's your young wrestling, well, you know, because you are young, but what's your wrestling story? Like, how did it fall into you? Okay, so... For me, it it started with my great grandmother. Like she was like really into it, but like you know, our culture like it's kind of like looked at as like almost kind of like lame to watch wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, growing up, it was definitely hard. Like I feel like being one of like it's being being black in general. Like not only you got to deal with like you know, your parents not really feeling it or understanding it. You know, everybody got that, but, like, especially ours, they're like, bro, do something else. Like, this shit lame. <laughs> like, mom was on, like, man, this shit is lame. Right. Like, yo, my mom was like, bro, are you gay or something? Like, like, bro, I'm She had me. Like, I'm like, bro, I can't even back out with my friends right here in her mouth. Like, so, like, yeah, like, that shit, that shit was hard for me, but, like, I, I just grew up, like, on it. Like, my great-grandmother got me into it. Like, she watched it all the time. I just became a fan. She got she spoiled me, man. Like, got me all the action figures, video games, and everything. And um, once she passed when I was, like, six or seven, 
Oh, like, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I was I was really young. I like I barely remember. Okay. Everything. Like, this nigga know, started so. early with the with the, with the early. He <laughs> said, "Damn, he's like, well, that, that story went for a turn." Like, uh, <laughs> Took a shot <sharp laughs> left. Now I'm thankful for her, man. I don't know what 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 life would be like <sighs> if she wouldn't introduce me to it. So like, I just I like loved it so much to like couldn't nobody tell me nothing. Like even in high school, like. It was it was it was like you trying to keep up with being cool and still wrestling. Like it's it was tough, but like man, hey. Yep. I made it through. And then like uh, I remember like backyarding and seeing people that like I looked up that looked up to those backyarding. Like if you know I don't know if y'all know Fuego Del Sol and all of them. Of course. He had a back, bro, he had a backyard wrestling company called KBW. His name was like Cage or something like that. Like his like backyard name. And I looked up to dude because they had like millions of subscribers and shit like that, or followers and views all that shit like i think they had like 120k like subscribers like they were like they were on it for backyard mm-hmm. wrestlers like they were on a trampoline getting some many views so i was like bro they can do it i'm about to do it so I, I ran my own little shit and then eventually he went pro and i always wanted to be a professional wrestler but like you know i'm sitting here like i'm some fucking five foot six little small kid i ain't even hit my growth spurt yet like i don't know how <laughs> they gonna ever accept me like there's already a ray mysterio like you feel me so like uh I seen him do it, man, and I seen a couple other people, and, like, I just got on my shit. I was like, all right, I'm going to look up wrestling training schools. Like, what's the cheapest right now? I'm going to go somewhere where I can barely pay shit and then, like, go somewhere that's more expensive when I got the money. Like, I always had a plan. Like, I went to this place called WWA at first, and, like, it was like the training was free, but it was, like, once or twice a month. So I went to OVW with Rip Rogers, and I was, like, two months in. But I knew the basics, so I didn't have to pay that two thousand that OVW be charging up front for the basic shit. I, I did not have that. So like, well, Rip was like twenty to forty a weekend. Like when you got to advanced classes, I was like, I can afford that. So like, that was really like the shit. The rest was history. Like it was IWA after that. Then you know training with Elgin, Michael Elgin, and then training with oh wow uh, Sammy Callahan and you know Jake, Chris, and the Chris brothers and shit like that. I lived with them for like a year and when I lived in Dayton and just like trained with them and like. Man, that shit, it made me a whole new beast, man, just wrestling so much and just living around so many people, like, that wanted as much as you, you know what I'm saying? People that are more talented than you to where you got to look at it like, nah, like, I'm, I got to compete, like, I got to hang, like, you know what I mean? That makes you better, you know, you surround yourself with people that are doing better than you, that are better than you at what you do. That's that's the way to do it. That's the way to go about it. And that's so, pretty much led me to where I'm at now. So let's kind of backtrack and focus on that area because... <clears throat> The sense you had like a brotherhood. So, what kind of life lessons did you pick up during that time you was in that house? A lot of, a lot of like, as far as like the people in it, like that's like actually wrestling. Like the trainers, like they were awesome. Like you know, I lived in the same house as Dave, Chris, and you, you know, all that shit that popped off with him. So, like, honestly, like when I was there, like it felt like, you know how it is. Like wrestling houses are like, when it comes to like the actual wrestling portion of it the best thing ever but outside of that it's just a lot of fucking drama and like shit like that you know what i mean like with like people in the house and shit like that so like when i was like coming up i was like fuck being here i'm about to i'm about to be on the road 20 22 days a week or a month i said a week my dumb ass a month like i was like on the road bro like i was like grinding i was like i'm about to just get better like the only way i'm gonna get better is just being in the ring more so like i was like i'm gonna get away from the toxic that that helped me grind harder because I made traveling and being on the road so much a habit, like to where 
now it just I don't think about it twice when they're like uh six seven hour, hour drive road trip and you got four uh shows this this week like that's nothing like I'm like I was doing six seven days a week so like it became a habit like you know that's the good on it but the draw the drama and all that extra the manipulating and the the people being uh narcotic or not quite narcotic but goddamn narcissists like that shit was like crazy bro like but the the lesson I got to learn from that is just like what not to do. You know what I mean? Like mm. it really it really molded me into like a just like a just being a stand up like cool. Like I'm gonna just be me. Like I'm not about to sit here and try to like impress nobody. Like I'm not gonna sit here and try to like um, do certain things to fuck people over to impress this person. Like this is there's a whole lot of that going on, bro. Like, but it, it definitely yeah. made me um, a stronger person for sure. Damn, but you just gave you just gave us a fire ass intro, man. Good look, Irish. Man, I mean, yeah, I didn't mean to hit. I was just trying to hit hit, hit y'all with some knowledge, man. Like, but nah, nah, you no, you, you get it. I love it. Yo, so a lot of people sit on backyard wrestling, right? You know, they're like, yeah, they say what they say about it. Mm -hmm. But did it give you an edge going into like the schools and everything and being able to like have like no fear already because because yeah. back off with some wild shit like how, how was that uh like you said bro you you pretty much answered the question like when i was like transitioning it it like it helped and it didn't so like where it did help was what you said when it came to the fear like i was diving off of all kind of shit didn't give a fuck like i was like I already been i've been doing this shit off trampolines and stuff this is nothing to me so like that was definitely helped with that, but like it also didn't help with like breaking bad habits. You know what I'm saying? When that you learn from being a backyarder. So like I had stuff that I thought I fucking knew. If they were like, "No, bro, you need to do it like this." Is how you really supposed to do it. And mm -hmm. it, it was it was it was harder than a normal person to break it. That just coming into wrestling, just going straight to pro. Yeah, like those those are, that's the two differences. Is like that, and um, I don't know if they really like the habits and. Yeah, I went in my first day of training like, man, these little motherfuckers don't know nothing about this, man. I've been doing this shit. And then I left there. I was like, yo, is this for me? The first day? <laughs> oh, I had a headache and everything, bro. I was like, is this for me? Oh, you definitely hit your head. Definitely hit your head on that max. <laughs> bro, I hit my head multiple times the first time. I was like, bro, how am I hitting my head so much? I mean, I, I wasn't hitting my head at all in the backyard. So I'm like, bro, how am I hitting my head so much right now? It's just so much, it's so much the, different. So habits. What was the hardest habit to like break? If you remember. I was just about to ask that, yeah. I think for me, the hardest habit was probably um, thinking I knew shit that I didn't know. Uh, mm. Just because I seen it and was really backyard wrestling was just me like seeing shit and emulating it myself. As opposed to actually learning step by step how you are supposed to properly do these things so like that definitely was a big a big thing for me so like the first like year was re like really hard when it came to that when it came to that for sure so how would you how would you describe your style of wrestling like what are some like whether it's inspirations or like what like if you if there was a pot and there was like inspirations what would be in that pot Ooh, good question. um mm, some good gumbo Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is like as far as me goes, like people that like I looked up to. Is it? It changed. Like when I was younger, it was definitely like The Rock, Jeff Hardy. Jeff oh. Hardy was a big one for me, man. Like you can see now, like the red eye paint and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like this, I be trying to like put my own little like you know. That's 
I add that into my own little my little pot. Like that's my own little pot of soup. Um, <laughs> you know, at, and when it came to the rock, like just his charisma and stuff like that. So like I try to like emulate that with like being myself because when you looked at the rock when he was there, like nobody was like him. You know what I mean? Like nobody at all was like him. I want to be that person yeah. that people that like you see news like damn like and then you see other people starting to do the same shit like for example if i'm wearing a vest or my you know bandanas or whatever it may be people just starting to do it because you know they're they're inspired so like my i'm just trying to do what they did for me shit they it's jeff hardy the rock really for me but once i got like uh into wrestling it should change for sure uh definitely emulated guys like ar fox um, uh-huh. Ricochet, Will Ospreay, uh-huh. like, cause when I came into wrestling, it was 20, I started training in 2015, 2016. And that was when Osprey and, and, uh, Will were like going crazy, bro. Like, you know what I mean? They were blowing up with their new Japan shit. Just everything they was doing was blowing up. So that was really a pivotal moment for the high flying guys like that. Like, and it got to the point back then I would call myself a high flyer, but right now I don't even know, like, is it my hybrid? Because... I like to fly, but I, there's so many people flying nowadays. It's like, I don't want to be the, just, that'd be the only thing I can do. I don't want to be uh, one dimensional. Your groundwork has gotten a whole lot better. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get versatile, man. Slowly but surely. I, you can you can see it with, a, with the last couple of stuff that you that I've watched. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it, it, it. so I, I remember we went to a show with Janelle, and I think it was, you and your squad first came on on like kind of was coming on the scene. I was like, "Who this little nigga here?" <laughs> I was like, "Who is this little nigga?" Oh, what show was it? Wasn't the MLW show that was in Queens? Yeah, a few years oh, ago. Was, yeah. Yeah. and I was just like, it was one of the few, yeah, it was one of the few like, like shows. But then, but then it was something about you that was like, "All right, he got something," and then. I, I I watch clips here and there of your stuff, and I was like, "Oh, this nigga getting nice, nice." Bro, this nigga getting nice, nice. I appreciate the love, man. I appreciate the love. That's that's that shit. How have you dealt with like <clears throat> the hate, like the hate and the popularity? Because because mm-hmm. you being because because technically, I always see wrestlers as artists. Mm-hmm. They're performing. They're performing. They're performing type of artists. So you're gonna have people that fucking dig your shit. And other people are gonna be like, "Yo, this nigga is whack." <laughs> yeah, that's, just, hey, that's cr- the the thing is, it's like, like even with music, like it, it, if I if I I fuck with Lil Uzi, right? Lil Uzi's mm-hmm. one of my favorite artists. Okay, for example, there's a whole lot of people that's like that motherfucker sucks, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> like, like he's crazy talented. So like, yeah, it's wrestling subjective. Subjective. Like, I literally had to like, um tattoo that shit in my head because like when i first started like that shit seeing negative comments comments definitely bother you like when you first starting out like they like they'll get to you because you're not used to that you're not used to people just coming for you especially the people that don't be having profile pictures and stuff like that you'd be like oh my god bro why are you talking those little people you can't trust (laughs) and they be talking the most reckless out of everybody like crazy spicy spicy nuggets Nah, man, it's and yeah, really it just, you, you, get, you like get to a point to where like you're like, okay, if I let this bother me, this is going, this is gonna affect my career. Like it's gonna affect how I work. It's gonna if if I'm not, oh, this motherfucker said I suck. I don't even want to work today. You know what I mean? But it came to a point though, like early on for me, 
once like people were doing stuff like that, when they every time I see something like that, I was like, say less. Like I'm going to the gym now and working harder. Like because at the end of the day, and now I'm just noticing like you can't really you can't you can't stop that. Like you, that it's out of your control. You can't don't get mad about stuff you can't control. You know what I mean? You just mm-hmm. gotta work hard and, and make that shit a habit. So that's, that's what I've been doing. Control the controllables. So, yeah. So to ask you a question, how were you able to um to develop such a consistent matter of fact? What kind of advice would you have for young men out there who want to build up a, a healthy work habit? Yeah, you you pretty much said it, bro. Like the habit, like literally, like everything is a habit. Cause like for me, I remember every year I was writing goals down. Like I was like, okay, this year I want to accomplish this, this, and this. And then I look at the list of the year, I'm like, I accomplished like 80% of them, but be really salty about the little things I didn't accomplish. And it'll affect how I go into the next year. So I was just like, for people, for younger guys, like just as far as like work ethic and stuff, like you got to work your absolute hardest right now, especially like, cause right now, like, especially when 2019, 2020 people are in catch up mode right now. Like they going mm-hmm. hard, working their hardest right now. They ain't catch up. Why do you mode. say, so, why like, do you say catch up mode? Because I feel like 2020, I think 2020, like usually every year I have over a hundred something matches. Like 2020, I think I only had like 20 matches. If that it was a pandemic. So like mm-hmm. nobody was doing nothing f- like from March all the way to like June, July, like nobody June was doing July, nothing. Yeah. So people were just chilling. And even after shit, like start slowly picking back up, there's a whole lot of people not wrestling or doing shit in 2020. You know what I mean? People didn't start catching back up to late mid 2021. And now they're like in real catch up mode. So like people are going to be, working hard especially at the beginning of the year you know everybody's re-motivated again and that's great you know you just gotta you gotta you gotta stay motivated and like you gotta like create a habit of like working hard like for example like i remember years ago like i'd go to the gym for a whole week two three weeks straight like motivated that fourth week like i ain't feeling it i'm fucking burnt out and then uh re get motivated again two weeks later and it's just the same cycle but now like since like september i probably have haven't missed more than a day in the gym like i've been going crazy the past like five six months and now to where when i wake up in the morning and i I start working it's like it's not it's 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 not a second thought like it's like get your ass up go to the gym like yeah. My mind's just telling me, get up and go to the gym. And I don't even need to set an alarm no more. Once you, like, start, like, mm-hmm. doing – because really with, with habits, it's, like, first you start them. It's hard at first, like, every fucking thing. And then it gets easy. So, like, you just got to be there through the hard shit. Like, it's, like, with anything. Like, you relationships, whatever. Like, you just got to be there through the hard shit to get to the better stuff. You know what I mean? It shit gets That's easy so cool. eventually. And it just becomes everyday life, second nature. Nah, I said, I said, I said, nigga, you sound like 2000, oh, 2001 Kobe, baby. I'm about to call you the Red Bomber. That man was, that man was awesome, bro. Especially after he retired with his, like, with his um, motivational speeches and stuff. He was really spitting to people. Um, so talk a little bit about your opportunity with mlw how did that like come about and how was like what was your first reaction to hearing like this was the opportunity being presented to you Mm -hmm. um so like i was literally in ohio at the point i like 
sent them my resume and stuff like that. But I was in talks with like Evolve and stuff like that. Like, but they weren't trying to pay like nothing. So I was like, damn, like, what you want me to come for free? <laughs> so I was like, nah, hell no, I'm not coming for fucking free. And then it's just some other shit like with that. They weren't paying full trans or something like, bro, these people crazy. They think I'm finna sign with them. So like, I was like, let me hit up because at that at that time, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, believe that Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Dez, uh, Zachary Wentz, these are all the guys I live with. Like, these are like my best friend, like my brothers. All of them was getting signed with Impact. But, and they were like, Myron, stay here, you next. And I'm like, I'm not waiting on the next. So like, there was shit with the house. Everybody was eventually moving out. So like, I moved back to Louisville. I eventually sent MLW my resume. I was like, I don't want to be where everybody else is right now. I want to create my own path. I want to be my. I want to do my own shit. I want to have my own lane. I love it. Like, I love it. I, yeah, I'm like bro, I just got out of low key. I just got out of the toxic, like the toxic environment. Like I was trying to, um, just kind of like mentally cleanse myself, like from that shit, and it helped a lot. Like, yeah, where, like good. yeah. And um, so when after I reached out to them, I waited like a few weeks, man, and I eventually got a got hit back, and they had told me that like it was like yo. Because you remember Strickland was champion there, like one of the first ones when they mm-hmm. came back. Right? I think he was the first mm-hmm. one. He put it, this man put in a word for me. And and he was like, yo, check that man's resume out. He, he's tough. And pretty much Strickland helped me get signed on there. It wasn't even nice. people that I thought was going to help me get signed. Because some of the guys there, I believe, was like working with Impact and MLW. But like, mm-hmm. it's just, you, if it is, and this shit, you really on your own. Like, you really on your own. Like, I, I, I owe that man Strickland though a lot. You know, you he didn't have to put his his neck out for me. He did it. Give me that. That's beautiful. So, yes, talk sir. a little bit about the environment though at, at MLW. Like what? Because I mean, I've always felt like it's definitely up and coming. It definitely is diverse. It definitely gives you different flavors. Like if you go into like ice cream store, it definitely gives you all the different flavors that you like. But what's the environment there, and what kind of keeps you there? Like what's What's the one of the few things that you're like, okay, this is this is home? Yeah, it didn't feel like that like the first year because like, you know, I was like super like new in my wrestling career. I think I was probably like 28, like two years in, a year and a half, two years in when I had signed with them. Bro, so like nice. I was like, okay. Yeah, because I started like my first matches in 2016. I signed with them in 2018. So for me. Come on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Round yeah. of applause, round of applause. Yeah, working, bro. He's working. Like, like, many, many people can't do that their first five years. Yeah, yeah. Like you gotta, you, you gotta smell these flowers, bro. You got, we gonna give you some flowers today. Some yeah, I appreciate it, man. Loving because you, your first in your first two years of wrestling, like you, you, you were a, ma- a major promotion. Major. That's huge. And, and you didn't go where everybody else went, like you said. Which yeah. Is, well, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I we just I just had to give you that love right there. Man. No, I like appreciate that, bro. MLW really, tomorrow. Honestly, people, people be thinking like they be wanting to wait until these companies hit them up. Like I'm like, no, you gotta, you gotta, you want some, you gotta fucking take it. Like you gotta like hit them up. What's the worst they gonna tell you? What they gonna read it and no. not respond? At least they know who you are you now. Like you know what I'm saying? Okay, I know it's crazy. Send me a resume. Let me look out for him now. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, you you just got to do what you got to do to, like, get where you want to get. It's not about the in-ring, the promo, all that shit. Like, that, that, that's very, very, very important. But networking and um, 
just believing in yourself, working hard, and making connections, reaching out. Like, that's what really gets you where you want to get. So, like, who yeah. taught you these things? Uh, honestly, like, as far as, like, the networking and all that stuff, like, you always got told to network and stuff like that, but, like, it's easier said than done, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, really, How do you get over it? Huh? How do you get past that, that, because you, 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 because one thing you've been talking about throughout the time we've been talking, you talk about mentality and having the proper mentality, you know, pushing yourself and all this other things, but. A lot of wrestlers, let, let's be honest, are introverts. Yeah, yeah. They they, they have time <clears throat> talking to people, and you know, and, and sometimes we all don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah, we don't want to nah, ask for nothing. We, we, we don't yeah. want to put ourselves out like that to to, to get that rejection. But how, oh, how have you got go. that 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 hill? And you know what's crazy? I think literally, I I just got past that probably. Last year. Really? Yeah. It wasn't even about being an introvert. I feel like I was just like, it's a mental thing. Like I said, like it's a mental thing. You literally have to like change the way you think, bro. Like I was like, nah, I don't feel like talking to nobody tonight. Like I'm my body's beat up. I just wrestle. Like I'm just ready to go home, I'm ready to smoke this blunt and go the fuck home. <laughs> like, but like I started like getting more merch and stuff. And I'm like, let me go out of here and let me communicate with these fans. Like you start to really see that like the responses you get when you go to shows change. Mm -hmm. Like it's so much more than just the in ring and the promos and all that. So it's mm -hmm. it's a lot. So you got to be the full package. You can't just be good at this. You got like, to be, do everything, right? Yeah. You got to bring it in every category. Yeah, uh, that's that, that's it's it's a it's a whole different thing. So like Janelle said, so you said your first year you weren't feeling nah. like you weren't feeling so so go more into that. Uh, for mm -hmm. me, like I said, like it was literally like when I first started, bro, like I didn't want to do promos. I didn't want to be in front of cameras. I was just like, I'm good in the ring. I just want to be in the ring. Like, well, I was praying Ricochet don't ever fucking cut promos. Like, why well, I got to cut go. promos? You feel me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like, you've seen yeah. how much they were blowing up and really think about it. Like, we, we rarely ever seen them fucking cut promos. Like Ricochet <laughs> or Osprey. Like, all you seen was the matches and they were going <laughs> crazy off of just the matches. So, like, during that time, it was, like, 2018, so they were still hot, like, and it was, like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. I ain't, I'm not trying to really go in here fucking cut no promos. I'm, like, 23, Four? 22 at the time, so okay. I'm, like, definitely not trying to hear nothing. Mm -hmm. But when I was going to these, the shoots for the for the pre-tapes and shit like that, those guys, like, Tommy Dreamer, Low Key, all, like, a lot of XWE guys were there at first, and I was, like, man, I was, like, oh, my God, I don't even want to cut a promo from all these guys. And it literally, it it didn't change because I got comfortable. It literally, what did? But like you literally come, you literally create a habit of like just telling yourself like, if I want to be this shit. First of all, this is bigger than me. Like this is more than just me like being nervous. Like fuck me. Like I'm just you know what I'm saying. I'm just another person on this fucking planet. What I'm doing though is way bigger than just me. So like when I go and I cut these promos, I want to make sure that like when I'm doing this shit like. Kids like me can see this and be like, yo, this shit cool. Like, I want I want wrestling to be looked at as cool again. Like, you know, some of these jabronis, you know what I'm saying? They they can't help themselves. But, like, you know, if I can do anything to change that, that's, that's my goal. And, yeah, so literally it just – I had to – um, I had to just break out of that, that habit of just, like, 
being lazy and stuff. And you know what helped me with that? Injustice, bro. Then putting us together. They, they put us to court, put the group together. And we had some like little disagreements at first. Like it was like, okay, we want all y'all in jumpsuits. We want to make y'all like, y'all just like, you know, y'all look real rough. And I was like, mm, I'm wearing a jumpsuit. <laughs> you know, I just didn't, I didn't really feel like I needed to wear a jumpsuit. Like I didn't want to wear a jumpsuit. It just, it felt weird for me to wear a jumpsuit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they were like, mm-hmm. it, I don't know, but. On my end, I just know that like we, we all say we all thinking the same thing. We all think the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a front. I got a front. I did the same don't thing too. I did the same thing too. So then they they they, they, they was like, typical. okay, so we gonna come. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. You don't want to. But the thing is about MLW is you go to some companies and they tell you something and you tell them like, look, bro, I ain't trying to do it. Then like, either you doing it or you out of here type shit. Like, <laughs> uh, but with them, like it was a little like, okay, what what do you think? I was like. I don't know what you guys think. Like, I got these, I got pants, orange pants that matches the jumpsuits or whatever they're gonna be wearing, because they weren't. But they was like, okay, wear this vest. Let's do, let's let's do this vest shit. Like, let's do this vest storyline. Let's let's uh, shout out D-Lo, man. <laughs> let's do this vest storyline. And the vest thing has been like, I'm so thankful for it because it's like grown into like my character and shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it really has. So what yeah. what does injustice mean for you, and how does does that come across mm. like in different parts mm. of wrestling, and have you seen that? Like, because I always thought it was interesting that the one thing I love about MLW in the beginning was all the stables, because I was yeah. exactly, like growing up. Four Horsemen was my thing. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't tell me nothing about Four Horsemen. Yeah. So like seeing MLW kind of focus more on the stable aspect and having different groups and different sets away. Like what did what did injustice mean for you, and how did you guys like portray like portray that on TV? We took it seriously. Like when they explained to us what this was, this is like, like you guys are the some of the most young, the youngest, most talented guys here, and you tired of waiting for a fucking opportunity. You tired of these white motherfuckers telling you what the fuck you supposed to be doing and blah blah. It's it was it was us supposed to be standing up for all that shit. And like and when we were cutting our promos, like it got to the point to where. We were working and we we were believing what we were doing. Like nice. And once you nice. yeah, once you start believing it, people start believing it, and it, it it's a real thing. Then like we doing shit, and don't want to believe in that shit. Like you you, it's not gonna be here forever. You you doing something you don't like, man. You either don't do it or you you know what I'm saying. You do it to your best of your ability, and and the next usually the next thing is better. That's usually how it goes. But so no, that, that was, the whole injustice um, thing, the whole injustice thing for us, like definitely like. It um it definitely helped mold mold my career. So what was that? What was the what was what was the promo that had you like? You was just like, dang! So that everybody like, mm. you just Yo, like, my favorite injustice promo. My first favorite promo for injustice was, I really liked the ones we did before, like the um. Before the regular, we weren't even um the ones after. Sorry, the Teddy Hart thing, but like the one on Teddy was my favorite first promo. The one on Teddy, before I won the belt from Teddy, that promo was like the first one. I was like, this we we here. Like I like promos now. <laughs> like I'm to the point now. Like I go to shows. I'm at MLW. They like you got four or five pre tapes. I'm like, let's get it. Like you know what I mean. Like I take I take my promos like I take my wrestling now. Like that's how you gotta you, to be the best. You gotta can do everything the best. Like you can't just be mm-hmm. okay. I'm gonna be the best in the ring, but fuck being on the mic. <laughs> like 
You know, what red I mean? mamba so, like, mentality, I, baby. Red not mamba mentality. That yeah, mentality at all. Like that's the unfortunate part. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, I got a lot of work to do though, too. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for the, um, I'm excited for the journey, man. I got like with MLW right now, and this is just a place where I'm, I'm able to really learn, man. Like really, like learn from because they got a lot of good guys that are there, and not, not only am I learning, they're like. Myron, we want you to be more of a locker room leader now. Like they told me that really? shit. Like they told me that shit not too long ago. They want me to be a locker room leader. I'm like, well, this is a this is something else I'm gonna have to get used to. Cause I don't <laughs> me, I'm laid back, bro. I don't like really care. Like, you know what I mean? I don't really yeah. care about what other motherfuckers is doing if it ain't involved with what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So like now, like it's just I'm ready for every, you know, big step that that comes with this shit. Like and I'm I'm embracing it all. Like I'm trying to put my family in a mansion. I'm trying to, you know, office wrestling shit. How are you working with Low Key? Because he's yeah. he's a he's a he's a a phenomenal mind, but a different type of brother. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. different. He's definitely he's definitely. We all definitely say that every time. Like Low Key is Low Key. Low Key's this yeah. different. Yes, a hundred percent different. That guy. But the thing is, is he be right? Know, like. Once you like get to know people, like he was, dude was like real cool, always been cool with me. Like, I've always like really um, enjoyed getting advice from him and stuff because he's always had good advice for me, like after my matches and stuff. Like, and it, it means something to me when people come up to you after your match and like, blah, 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 blah. This is what you got to fix, what you got to do better, blah, blah, blah. That means that they watch and they care about what you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, facts, so yo. If, if people ain't. People probably be getting mad when people, you know what I'm saying, when they um giving them advice and stuff. They're like, "My motherfucker telling me what to do," but really, in, in reality, bro, like they watch your match, and most times you didn't ask them. That's they care about what you do. They like at least either they care about it, they like what you do, like well, they you like gotta you. you gotta gotta try at least listen to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He he helped me. Like he he's dope. Low key's dope. I like dope. As far as wrestling goes, he's dope. I don't know too much about the man's. Outside life, but like in the ring, but like, yeah, I ain't about to stand on what you know. So I don't know about that, but you know what I mean. When it you comes got to one body, though, he's a, you got he's a one great body. You got one body. That's his line. You got one body. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yo, that's his whole My thing. Brother. One body. You take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good mentality to have. So, exactly. Myron, you had a few very high-profile matches in 2021. What was your favorite one that you did and why? Then you answered um, all my questions. <laughs> See, this is why I got to stop smoking so much, man. Um, <laughs> well, that you can't remember. <laughs> no, nah, I remember. If, if I see it, I'll remember it, but like, it does, it do be like blurry, but like my, as far as like my favorite matches from last year, mm -hmm. um, shit, I think my favorite match from last year was me and Leo's second match. Mm. I want a third match so bad right now. I'm like, yo, I'm such a completely different wrestler than I was back then. Those were tapings from 2020. You feel really? Like? Yeah. Yeah. Those were that, all that was tapings. That was tapings. Listen, MLW will have a show and have about six tapings in that in that four, five, six hour span. Well, the okay. way they usually do it is they they film enough for a month. They do it every month. They film enough for a month. It's like pretty much everywhere besides WWE. But like, um, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna see. So I don't need to be smoking. Uh <laughs> 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 no, but for real though, like it's um jog my memory, please. I'm 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 ready to go. I'm ready to go. Jog my memory. What are I talking about? What was I talking about? Talking oh, about well, we were talking about your matches. Yeah, last year. Leo. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, <laughs> me and Leo, <laughs> me and Leo for January. All right. I like the January one, but like I feel like the one in May was my favorite. But like I said, that was all pre pre recorded and stuff like that. So I definitely want a third match with him. Like twenty. I want. I want twenty twenty two Myron versus twenty twenty two Leo, not twenty twenty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Did you so see Leo after the what match? What else would you like to see? Oh. One more time. Who else would you like to see this year in 2022? Damn, dude, I want to I want to rematch with Blake Christian. Mm. I feel like we've had some good matches, but like we we had two good matches. The one we had at GCW was definitely dope. Uh, I definitely want to rematch, bro. I want to wrestle him since he's. I want to see what this man's learned from from the E. <laughs> you think I'm, what, what you learned, man? Let's let's put that to the test. I always see you versus um, Darby Allen. That match. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I've I've, uh, I've done a um, like I was talking about Evolve. We, I think we did like a four way there, and those pretty much were like, yeah, we were booked. But like after those bookings is like when like all the shit started happening where they were hitting me up about signing. I was like, how y'all gonna try to sign somebody and barely give them no money? Like I don't understand this. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I get, I, but the thing is, I did. I did get to, I get to, I did get to have a match with Darby though like it was a four way and I definitely went on one on one with him. That yeah, man, because he's going crazy. Ooh, ooh Yatu, ooh. ooh, yeah, this is like I, crazier. I say it. <laughs> right, right. Man, who's gonna do some stupider shit? Yeah, yo, <laughs> this is off subject a little bit of wrestling subject, but you're a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a dad. Like, yes. has that helped with your mentality, motivated you even more that being a father? And we talked about a little um in pre and um pre-show about how you're trying to make sure you're in your child's life. Like, talk about being a fucking wrestling dad. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for me, um my uh my real dad, like I mean, I lived with him for, like, a year of my life. But, like, other than that, like, I didn't see too much of him. So, like, for me, I told myself, like, okay, I'm going to be completely, like, the opposite of what my dad was. So, like, I'm, I'm going to be in my kid's life. I don't care who it with, who is with. If, if I'm pretty much putting the egg in there, I'm going to fucking carry and take care of the goddamn the egg. You feel me? So, like, especially not only that, like, I got to grow up and see my mom struggle. You know what I'm saying? So, like. When you when you mm. see that you like, I'm not gonna ever put nobody through that. Like, especially if I'm the one that helped, you know what I'm saying, bring mm-hmm. these these kids mm-hmm. to life. Created. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be there to help take care of them. Like that makes that just that's the right thing to do. And when you got something you're when you got something that motivates you, like it's so much easier to to go after shit, I feel like. Like it's so much easier for me to attack everything I wanna attack, like when it comes to like being progressive, you know what I'm saying? Like and progress and all that shit like it just it's so much it's a different like you said it's a different mindset when you have a kid like you you literally you think different because at the end of the day like you got you got you got to like your prodigy on the earth like you gotta you i'm leading by example right now like i gotta yeah. go hard because 
I want them to be even better than me. So like if I whatever I accomplish, I'm like, I want them to see that. So they like, cool, I wanna work harder than that. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta be there, man. I gotta I gotta be there. I gotta I, I don't know. I, I I take that shit I take that shit serious. I feel like I don't like when people like, you know, especially in school, you know in school. Little white kids always joking about some uh like your dad your dad's not here your dad dad dad's like you know how that shit went back in high school and fucking middle school like I'm gonna show these motherfuckers too. <laughs> I'm gonna show them. I might not have one around a lot. I'm gonna be around. <laughs> Y'all already know what I'm talking about. You know that's no, that, we that, yeah, yeah. It's like what, 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 about you wrestling what was her first reaction the first time she saw you wrestle mm, yeah um, so for me uh like i i feel like i forgot it was um literally the day the first time she ever watched me wrestle was the day that i had to lay my little sister to rest bro it was like it was crazy so like my i lost my little sister she was like she was four three and a half four years younger than me so like to cancer so like and this was 2017 and i started in 2016 so like she didn't see me do nothing for a whole year like when it came to wrestling like i knew that i had to move like you know what i mean i went to ohio i knew i had to move like because mom wouldn't understand what i was doing so like i moved and i wasn't able to see my sister and stuff a lot so like literally after that hard ass day at the funeral and shit like that definitely her showing up to my first show definitely was like one of the like most memorable, craziest moments of like my wrestling career. Like anybody that has their parents go to the show for the first time know that. Like, but she was just like, You're really good at this shit. And then eventually, like I'd say like a year later when the MLW stuff really started kicking off, she was like, she literally had to like my mom apologized to me, bro. You know how people don't hear their mom apologize a lot. Like, but like my mom apologized to me. She was literally like, I'm so sorry I didn't support what you was doing. I just didn't know what the fuck you were doing. Like, I didn't know what she was getting yourself into. I just want to see you be successful. And I, you know, you gotta understand you gotta respect that and understand that she wanna see you do well. Apologize, yeah, yeah. End up like my dad or anybody, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, Mom, I got this. I've been I've been at this shit for my whole life. Like, you know, you just little do you know. It's like, let me grind. Let me grind. Jesus Christ. Look at this. Look at this. Know how to take a story, make it feel sad and great at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> we have to run it up. That's, that's literally all it is, man. Like, you got to take your downfalls and you got to you gotta make the best out of those situations. You got to be optimistic. You, you definitely do. Lesson. Message. <laughs> so, Myron, talk a little bit about your music. You mentioned it while we were kind of. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, Talk a little bit about your music. Wow. And We're grounded now. Have, and have Ooh. you been able to incorporate it into your wrestling? Mm. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, I can tell that the music stuff for me, like, really, like, was, like, I was really getting comfortable with it because, like, I went from just as, like, I'm going to do this just as, like a, like, a hobby to get away from when I'm burnt out from home or wrestling. You know, I'm going to just, I'm going to spit how I feel. And... Once I seen I can do it, I was like, okay. So like, I'm gonna try and get better at this. And as time went on, you you know, every song you get better. So like, 
eventually I built the confidence to make my own theme song. Like I literally come out to my own song now. Like the uh, trippy red thing, I probably come out to like maybe one or two places now, but like I come out to my own theme now. Like that's that's my goal for this year is to really build my own brand. Like, nah, you out you you out here you out here you I see the brand building. Yeah, yeah. man, that's that's the goal. That's the goal. And oh, like I see you 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 develop into your own brand, and it's super important, especially as you become a bigger star in this industry. You, you, you're gonna start maybe next thing you know, you're gonna be on a Sprite commercial. Fast, <laughs> fast, Sprite commercial. <laughs> Yo, fast, like. <laughs> Hey, if the money's there, man, Sprite commercials sound good good to me, man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, man, just interviewing you, watching you on screen, man, like, you're a real inspiration out here, King. Like, meeting you that. at WrestleCade, like, I don't know if you remember, like, you met in the elevator, you was with the family. Like, you remember that day? You yeah, probably was kind of blurry. I did. I remember, I, bro, I remembered when we first got on. I was like, what's good? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yo, no, man, I, appreciate, energy, I, appreciate, I appreciate this. Take take yeah. your time today. I yeah, know you got a busy schedule. Any more questions, guys? Um, I, honestly, man, um, I'm just gonna get my flowers. Like, yo, listen, man. Like, I appreciate what you do, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. And like, yo, like, hopefully when we meet in person, man, I can do like you be on my show, the Mister Black Neighborhood, man. I need some off the wall questions, man. I hope you're down for it. I'm kid. down, man. Hey, I'm, I'm down to talk about anything. I don't want nothing to hide. <laughs> Love it, man. Um, yeah. I guess last question would be what's um what's another outside of you building your brand, what's another goal that you have for 2022? Yeah. Ooh. Um, that's a good one. Yo, I literally said it earlier, like like for me, like I feel like as hard as I work now and as much as I smoke now, I'm like let me see where I can take this if I don't smoke and I have all my thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, cause when I smoke, like that helps me be really creative in one like thing. You know what I mean? I feel like be having tunnel vision cause you focus on one thing, mm-hmm. but when you sober, like you got that, you got that peripheral vision. You can really see everything. Like you can, you on your shit. I want to be more organized. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to hit these motherfuckers from all sides this year. You know what I mean? And definitely one of my goals besides wrestling and music and like just leveling up is just the, the main the biggest goal and building habits building strong habits not mm-hmm. bad habits those are my major goals but like my big thing is to really 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 kick back on smoking like i, I hey i'm thinking right now like this shit gonna be a journey but trust me i know i know trust me i know he said i know yeah bro he yes Every it's like going Definitely. from like four blunts a day, like hey, every Ooh. time the kids asleep, break but in the morning before before the gym. When I get back, man said wake and bake after yep. gym. Lunch time when they go to when they take a nap time. That's that's blunt time. Nap time. Sleep. I was like blunt. So I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying definitely trying to trying to change that this year. No, nah, that's dope, man. That's dope, man. I, we we appreciate it. You coming Yo, on, man? Thank you. Wow, hey, man, I appreciate you, you guys having me. This was this was a good talk. Yo, no awesome. problem. You're man. Always welcome to come back on. Let the viewers know where to find you on social media and any upcoming shows and matches that you have. Please plug Ooh. yourself. Um, 
Man, follow me on all social media platforms. You got Twitter, The Bad Read, um, IG, Reads World, and uh, Facebook's just Myron Reed. But up, as far as upcoming things, we got what well, we got this week. I got a busy weekend. It's uh, I got Friday, I got Paradigm showing out. Mm-hmm. Saturday is uh, I'm in Atlanta. Yo, I don't know if it's me versus Trey Miguel versus Chris Bay versus fuck, I get his name wrong every time. It starts with a D, and he's got blonde dreads, and he's really good. Um, I, he just he just dropped a video for for like a, a some rap stuff like today. I don't even know the guy's name, but he's I'll, I'll share it to where you guys can see. It. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah but... we we in Atlanta Saturday. We in we in Louisville Friday, which really in Louisville was like Jeffersonville, Indiana. Like ten minutes, but like Sunday we had Revolver and uh, oh, Iowa. Was about to say Ohio, but Iowa, and you know it's back to the grind again. Oh, you, oh, you eating? How are you getting? How are you getting from Atlanta to Iowa? Are we driving? That's nothing. (sighs) Hey, we. That's what I'm telling you. Like this, this is nothing. Like I've like this is I've built this. I've made that. I've pretty much built that habit. Like. Hit that road, like you gotta get on the road. There ain't no excuse about it. Like, get this plus, chicken. Be, you know, I be yeah, vibing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that be my. Hey, I love road trips, man. Like that be like my my most clear mental like like I get to get yeah. from everybody. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I think wrestling has given me an appreciation of road trips. So mm-hmm. yeah, once y'all like when you'll start hitting the road for these shows and stuff, and you'll be like. That little trip was fun. Yeah, that little trip was fun. But yeah. like um, other than that, I remember that. We got a busy weekend. We got um I got MOW in Dallas. Of course. The twenty first, the twenty second, we back at Warrior Wrestling. And um other than that, we got a me and me and Nate are working on some more music. Probably gonna drop an album the end of this month, maybe. Because okay. I think they took the one down that we had dropped because this man had used a fucking TikTok snippet in one of the like interludes we did and didn't tell me. I was like, damn, bro. And they took that whole album down. The, the whole, whole album? album? Like, yes, the whole album. Damn. We had to put it on like SoundCloud, but like, yeah, we come in, we come in with some crazy shit this year. Like, I'm trying to, like I said, I'm trying to hit them from all angles. And like, and you're doing it. You're doing it. Just stay tuned, man. We, we no. having fun. This we year. Stay tuned. You're doing it big, yeah, that's bro. That's good. Once again, thank you, Myrie, for joining us on the first episode of 2022 with the Java Tears Podcast. We appreciate you. We are super proud of you and what you have so far done for the business and what you appreciate have yet that. to touch. It is coming, young man. It is coming. So thank you guys so much. Um, we will be back on Thursday for our first official, official Java Tears yeah, Podcast man. episode on a Thursday. Um, but once again, you can catch the boys at Legends for the Royal Rumble. 10-year anniversary. Shout out to Sir Wilkins. 10 years in the game of viewing parties and, and so many shenanigans and, and ins and outs. So, super proud. Um, make sure to RCP. As always, I'm Janelle from HR. Here with Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black. And, of course, the young goat, Mr. Myron Reed. Thank Myron you so Phil. much. Hashtag. Hey, man. Appreciate y'all having me. Hashtag. We are out. Thank you so Thank much. You.